Jeff is back from his podcast convention. And even though he didn't miss me, I really missed him. And I felt like my entire week was off because he wasn't around. What? It threw off my, like, my swagger my no it, word for that. it you, just threw me off totally you loved watching your crappy tv and eating your papa john's i did but then everything goes south when it gets dark outside and i have to go to bed and then i get all anxious and freaked out and it's the whole thing it's a whole thing callie actually brought we had um like garden shears on the front porch <laughs> that had just been sitting in the corner of the front porch for like two weeks and she brought them inside in case somebody came to the door and then decided to garden shear her to death i mean it's a plausible thought no it's not that's too much dateline right there i don't know i better safe than sorry i put the garden shears inside okay Living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to the Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. Before we even break down all the cool stuff that happened at the podcast convention, which by the way is called Podcast Movement. I keep saying the podcast conference, the podcast convention. I should call it by name. It's called Podcast Movement. Before... I tell you all those stories. We have to address the firestorm that is brewing on my Instagram over the stuff called Topo Chico. Had you not heard of Topo Chico before or you've just never had it? I've never had it. And I've only heard of it recently because I feel like it came out of nowhere and it's everywhere. It's just really trendy now. Okay. Well, it, it, I... We were at a, a, a wine shop on Saturday afternoon, and they had it stacked floor to ceiling. And it was the first time I really looked at it. And all it said was sparkling mineral water. That's it. So <laughs> I'm like, what's the big draw of this stuff? So I took a picture of it. It is a great name, though, by the way. Topo Chico. Topo Chico. And I posted it on Instagram. And people responded in droves. They are addicted to it. They had so many exciting things to say about it. I think, did I get? It's Mexican sparkling water. Okay. Do, is that one carbonated? Yeah. Okay. Because maybe I thought it didn't say carbonated, but I got uh, a couple bottles of it so we could try it. I got Topo Chico Plain, and mm -hmm. then I got Topo Chico Twist of Lime and Topo Chico Twist of Grapefruit. But the the people who swear by this stuff say that it's the most delicious thing you'll ever taste. It's a miracle hangover cure and to be warned because it's addicting. Yeah. I want to pop it open. Can I pop it open? Yeah, of course. How do you do that? <laughs> I don't know how to open a bottle of her. Wait. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. Are you serious? What are you I don't doing? Know. <laughs> I don't know how to open the bottle. You don't know how to use a bottle opener? I do. That's not the bottle opener. Is That's this? the thing you press on the... What are Is you doing? This? Where's the bottle? Here. I don't know how to do it. Are you serious? <laughs> I thought I did. Callie's trying I, I to... I open beers at the lake. Callie's trying to use the um, the little hook <laughs> when, you when you uncork a wine bottle. It's a, oh, it's yeah, a corkscrew. Okay. You're trying to use the little thing. So what do you use? use? This, the bottle opener part of it. Okay, I did that. Okay. How do you, 
There you go. Oh, this look is at backwards. You. Weird. No, it's oh, not. Oh, look at all that fizz. Wow. It's not backwards. That's a very Jeff thing to say, by the way. It's not my fault. It's the bottle's fault. Yeah. Okay. Pour, pour a little more than that. We got, you know. I know, but I don't want to take gulps on air. Here you go. You, <laughs> you're so. It's, it's weird. Okay. So this is the. That's just the plane. This is the, the, o, the OG one, I assume. When people tell me stuff is addicting, like years ago, there were these commercials that were running that said um, they were like, it was an anti-drug thing and it was about meth. And it basically said, I tried meth once. Then I ended up in a tree naked eating my own fingers or something like that, right? <laughs> yes, and I they, remember it, that. It was a whole line of like, I tried meth once. Then I, you it was know, a whole campaign. I sold my car and my cat and my house all the, and but my I, mom. after trying it once. And to me, all those commercials sounded like a challenge. I'm like, you did not just try it once. And I was like, that can't be the case. Like, I bet I could do it once and not, but I never did because. This is really strong. What do you mean strong? Try it and you'll see. It's strong. It's like, how can I not use a bottle opener? It's definitely more carbonated than like LaCroix. Can I have more than the little sip you poured? Yeah. I'm going to try the lime one. Is there a specific one that's good for hangovers or is it like one of the flavors or is it just any of them? Cause it's of the carbonation. Sounds so refreshing. Listen, shh. Ooh, this smells like Sprite. Well, Sprite's lemon lime. I know that's what this is. It tastes, it smells like Sprite. I've become a fan of the carbonated waters. Oh, this is really good. Mm-hmm. The, I'm drinking the Topo Chico Twist of Lime. This is really, really good. I am so into this. I'm here for this. I haven't, I actually started drinking um, sparkling water years ago because I gave up soda and I used to be a two to three large Coke a day Coke drinker. And now I get the same like, like satisfaction from drinking sparkling water. This is really good. The, I don't, uh, the, I mean, the, the, do you plain, want to try this one? Yeah, the plain one is fine, but I don't see the super like what would make it addicting. I definitely feel like I have I'm a burp, into that. I have a burp working its way up. <laughs> so gross! Please don't burp on the air. That one's really good. The lime one, I'm into that. Like we got to go buy a couple of cases of that. What's the uh, verdict on the Topo Chico plain lime and grapefruit? The grapefruit tastes like nothing. Try that. Hmm. No, I can taste the grapefruit. I don't like grapefruit. It to me, it tastes like the regular one. Mm -hmm. I love the lemon lime one. I sold. It's not lemon lime. It's just lime. Oh, okay. Well, I love the lime one. Um, sold on that one. I would keep that in the fridge for sure. That and I'm on a sparkling water kick right now. The um, Dasani water, the uh, strawberry guava. Oh my gosh. This one uh, or the plain one supposedly is good for hangovers. So we'll keep it in the fridge and try it. Next time we have a big night out, see if, it, see, if it, see if it works. All right, I want to give some updates on the podcast movement. That was the name of the conference that I was at. Um, first of all, I want to tell you, this is, sounds so weird, but I got teary-eyed walking into the conference hall the very first time. That's so cool. And I think it's because it was the first time in my life that I was – like it was symbolic of like the first time in my life embarking on a full-time non-radio venture. 
And truly, for, like I have been working in radio since I was 20 years old, mm-hmm. 19 or 20. Mm-hmm. So in my adult life, every full-time career job that I have had has been morning drive radio. Everyone. Well, and when you've walked into those jobs, like you weren't aware of how it could go really, I'm assuming when you started those jobs, like when you got your first radio job in Atlanta, you weren't thinking, oh, wow, this is going to totally change my life. Were you like, now you're very aware of how this could go, but were you when you moved here? (laughs) This is going to change my life, either real good or real bad. Well, one or the other. But it's going to change it. Um, I don't know. It was always just a job. And I think I have been very, very lucky in radio, so much luckier than most people because I've been able to spend over every job that I've loved. I've been there for over five years, Mm -hmm. sometimes over 10 years. And that's unheard of. So many radio people do two years here and three years here. It's, It's like being a military brat, but you're an adult. You know, and mm-hmm. you get you go here and there and here and there. Uh, so when I walked in, what was funny, the the thought process was as I walked into the hall, every other convention that I have been to or conference that I've been to has been a radio conference. Mm-hmm. And usually for morning radio people. There's one called Morning Show Boot Camp that has been in existence for 31 years. I have probably attended 25 of the 31 of those. Yeah. And so when I walk in, there are years that I don't even go to the desk and pick up my badge because right because you everybody, have a ton of friends there. Everybody knows everybody else. You're not the new guy. You're not the new kid. And I'm a big deal. Like people, uh-huh. people who what? No, I'm not kidding. Like I'm on <laughs> panels. Like I've spoken at that convention multiple years. Like you're a bigger fish there and now you're a small fish in a big pond. And I would say that I, when I went to the, of the last 10 morning show boot camp conventions, I have probably been on stage eight of those 10 years in some capacity. Mm -hmm. So people like when I walk in, it's not, I mean, I'm not being cocky or funny, Jeff, people want to talk to me and want to know me, especially in the producer world, because I spent so many years producing shows. So there was, it was very different to go strutting into this conference hall, this convention hall, whatever it's called, and have nobody care that I was there and like have to go pick up my badge because I wouldn't have been able to walk into any room without it. Mm-hmm. It was just so weird. And but you loved it. You texted me the first day and you're like, this is awesome. I'm really excited to learn. Like I'm going yes. with a pen and a notebook and I'm going to sit there and I'm going to actually take these classes and I'm going to learn stuff and I'm going to, you know, have to decide which one I need more information from and do the whole thing. You were so excited. If you are a person who goes to conventions and you've been in the same industry for a while, you go back to the same convention year after year after year, eventually you realize that all the little panels and the side rooms and the discussions and all that stuff are all the same. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, there's only so much to learn. And, and unless there's like new technology or whatever, it's all the same. So uh, it was really, really neat to need to go because I was truly starting at zero. And I think that's when the whole like enormity of the, of the situation, like, wow, we're really making a run at this podcast thing. And, and we're going to see where this takes us. Like I actually got a little like, Excited and teary-eyed. And I did a good job. I also think I did a very good job at not being a total introvert. 
Good. Like, I did extrovert things. Like I did, I went to, I went to like the networking parties and I talked to people. So I was super proud of myself with that. And then, uh, I had, and I wrote a little bit about this on Instagram, but I had, which I think is something that everybody can benefit from, right? So if you are, if you spend five days working outside in your yard or painting your house or building something or whatever and your in your body is physically tired you have no problem on the sixth day just hanging out on your couch resting right mm-hmm. well your brain can get tired too and there are some people whose whose brains don't get tired. They love input. They love Are there? People. I love input, but I get exhausted. There are people who love conversations and love input and all this stuff. I need, my brain needs a rest. Mm-hmm. And for a long, long time, I fought that. Like I fought, I thought it was like some sort of failure to, yeah. to just want to be alone and reprogram my, mm-hmm. or rest my brain. And now I actually embrace it. Mm-hmm. Like there was one, point during the convention where uh, we had a few hours break between the last class and and when everybody was going to dinner or whatever. And I went up to the hotel room and I was going to try to get some work done. And I just was kind of foggy. And I think I got an espresso and it didn't help. And I realized my brain was just tired. You were on overload. So I just laid down on the couch in the hotel room and uh, let everything kind of just settle down. Mm-hmm. And it made all the difference in the world. So the reason I tell that story is it's there's nothing wrong with a mental health day or a mental oh health my gosh, hour or a mental health 15 minutes. Like I think we're, so many of us are programmed to think if you sit down and do nothing. You're being lazy. You're not. Yeah. And it, you're not. that. Like that's not true. Like. You're actually, I would argue that you're more productive when you stop to take those breaks and take a second. Because chill, when you come back. Then you're refreshed. Yeah. You're ready to go. Your brain's had a little mental reset. And it, it just took a long time for me to get to the point of where I was like, okay with that, you know? Oh, for sure. So um, a couple other things about podcast uh, movement. Um, we were, this podcast, The Upside, and and all of y'all for being such great listeners to it, were 100% the talk of the convention. That's awesome. Yeah, everybody was buzzing about how quickly we came on the scene and rallied the troops and got everybody talking, uh, which was great, was really, really great. Like, a lot of people sought me out to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And I was, it was easy for me to find people to talk with, like big executives. Right. Like at one point I was in a conversation with the guy who runs Pandora. That's insane. And they're just starting to put podcasts on Pandora. And the guy who runs Pandora and I were email buddies now and we were having a conversation. That's crazy. That's super cool. And so the, 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 uh, the energy there was really good. The, the one thing that came up was the momentum that we have in keeping it going. And I said something that I am going to, I made a promise that I'm going to need help keeping. And we don't have to discuss it now. We don't have to get into how we're going to do it. 
but it's going to be a group effort and I hate being wrong. Jeff hates being wrong. But I told this one guy that uh, I would have no problem. We would have no problem doubling the listenership of the upside by the end of the year. You know it's almost September. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Why did you do that? Because he was saying. Were you just like, oh, yeah, and our it's really great. Yeah, we'll have no problem. We'll double our numbers by the end of the year. No big deal. It was a conversation about momentum and how well the show had done right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. And he was. He was asking about, well, is it just everybody who's listened to you on the radio in Atlanta for for the past 15 years and everybody who follows your wife on Instagram, is it all those people have come together and you got them and now there's nobody else? Like, are you have you launched and you're going to max out and probably go down a little bit. And I go, no way. The buzz is, the buzz is huge. People are telling friends in other States and they all love it. Everybody's on board with it. And he goes, really? And then I said, or some little voice, somebody said through my mouth. Oh yeah. It, the buzz is huge. I guarantee you we'll have doubled our numbers by the end of the year. Oh my God. To which he responded with, when you do that, call me. Do you see my anxiety level rising right now? So can you see it in my face? So that's going to be a project that that we'll be working on. Double. Yep. Uh, so let's just leave that there, but know that that's something that we're oh going to work on. Uh, something else: if you want to do a podcast, just do it. Like, don't be afraid. Don't be scared. If you want to do a podcast, just do it. Right now, there's a gazillion of them. That's fine. There's, there's a podcast for every niche. There's a guy who makes six figures doing a podcast about air conditioners. That's amazing. And yep. Jeff's not kidding. He literally is what? An air conditioning repair person? He was. Now he's a full-time podcaster. Now he's a full-time podcaster. And he gets, I think Jeff said some crazy number, like 100,000 listens a week. Yep. Every episode, he gets 100,000. Unbelievable. 100, that's and crazy. He, and he's that's how he makes a living now. Uh, and then one last thing that this whole thing made me realize is being in there and being a part of it has me so excited to do this and so excited to move forward with it. But I know that there are a few T's to be crossed and I's to be dotted. And for that reason, um, I am going to wrap up publicly on this podcast, my final thoughts regarding my time at star this week, and then I'm going to be done with it. You've really had kind of a hard time putting together how you think and feel and really what you want to say, because words when you're doing something like this are really important. Well, yeah. And I've been trying to wrap my head around the feelings around it. And I think sometimes you just have to understand that we'll get more into it when I talk about it, but I think I have to be okay with the fact that I might never be okay with what happened. So that's going to happen this week. And then I'm going to be done. Like I'm truly going to do that, set it behind me and then be done. This is his closure. Yep. He's ready. It's funny. He came back and he's like, I am so excited about the upside. We're seriously doubling down on this. Like we're going all in with, we're truly, we're doubling, doubling, stick with that. We have to double this. Um, but we're putting everything. I mean, pretty much like we've, 
paused our house search. We're like, all right, we're putting our savings. Like we are putting our whole life into this podcast. And he was like, the only thing that I want to do to, you know, release the past so I can walk forward is just be done. Like say one thing and be done about. And part of the, part of the reason for that is, and I've always had a problem with this in, in the way radio treats talent. Like we are coached and we are encouraged and, uh, we are told bond with your audience, connect with your audience, connect on a personal level, connect on a human level, which is great. But then when they decide to go in a different direction for whatever reason, it could, it could be ratings. It could be a format change to the radio station. It could be a management thing, whatever. Then all of a sudden the person that they have said, you know, bond with, uh, 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 you're the, you know, the person who's been told to bond with you and connect with you and all that gone and just gone as a longtime radio listener that infuriates me. And it, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't because that's your, I, it's just a big part of your life. I, I know it was for me when I, um, was a, a fan before I was your girlfriend and then your wife, uh, that I remember sitting when Melissa Carter left the bird show in my car late for work because I had to know what her big announcement was, what was going on in her life because I was so, I felt so connected but to you, you guys. You know how unusual that was that yeah, Bert totally. allowed, that allowed Bert allowed Melissa to say farewell on the air, have a farewell countdown, all of that. Like that's highly, highly, highly unusual. Right. Like for whatever reason in radio, more often than not, people are gone. And I've seen memos and do not address. I have, I have been sent emails saying, do not mention this person's name on the air again. It's crazy. And I'm like, what? How? It's crazy. So. Especially when the social, social media age, when you know they're gone and you know that they're not there anymore. And it's just like this gap on social media of like, wait, what? Yeah, what happened? That was it. <laughs> All of a sudden, your favorite um, radio person, and then there, are, and then there's part of it too, where uh, on the other side of that coin is sometimes radio stations will say to people, and then you also can't talk about it. Like you, like they'll put it in the agreement and say, mm-hmm. "All right, you're gone, and you know uh, we're going to pay you for another month, but if you want that paycheck, you're never allowed to talk about this radio station again." Yeah. Like I've seen that happen too. So it's just weird and it's and it's the way the business has always been. So it's probably never going to change. But I do want to, to kind of put a ribbon, you know, tie this package up and put it away. Put it away. So uh and I promised that I would do that. So that is going to happen this week. And I'm I think I'm looking at Wednesday is is when. So just- I feel like tying it up is almost a two pretty of a word for it. I feel like you're taking out the packing tape and you're putting the final layer of packing tape on it, sealing it and shipping it off. Or like maybe I'm burying it. Like it's a funeral. (laughs) Um, here's what I want to know. When you were gone, did you take your Enneagram? I did not do my homework. No. Oh, so I guess we're not going to be talking about that today, (laughs) but I did, um, I did mine. I took mine. Yeah, so you know what your Enneagram number is? I know what my Enneagram number is. Don't, I don't want to. I'm not going to tell you. Okay, I don't want to know now because I want to look at all the descriptions and see if I can pick you out before. Oh, okay. I want to do that for you too. Um, But it's funny because I started reading because they give you a list of strengths and then it also talks about your weaknesses as your number. And I found myself getting really defensive about the... 
uh, weakness part. And it's funny because I was reading that. I'm like, how dare they say that about me? And then five seconds later, I'm like, well, okay, right. It's true. That's a weakness. But now I feel kind of so self-conscious. Without telling me what your number is after reading about it, did the Enneagram test get it right for you? Do you oh, think? for sure. Oh, really? Oh, for sure. 5,000%. Okay. And the reason I didn't do it is because we had Sarah Jane Case on. Uh, she runs the the uh, Enneagram and Coffee Instagram account. It's got like 425,000 followers. And she also has a podcast, Enneagram and Coffee. And she was, was on with us and said, look, if you're going to take the test, make sure you're in the right frame of mind to do it. Like make sure that your, your mind is kind of peaceful. And things were just so hectic last week when I was away that I was like, you know what, I'll do it uh, some afternoon this week. So she's, she's going to be on the podcast this week, this Thursday. You want to know something funny? What? I was watching a prison show while I started taking the test and I stopped it because she popped in my head. Sarah Jane did and was like, take it when you're in a neutral state. And I was. What's a prison show? You know, those random prison lockup shows. Oh, like locked up abroad or yeah, 24 and it hours. Yeah, it was like yeah. stressing me out. I was like, I feel like I need to turn this off to do that. Um, anyway, speaking of Sarah Jane, if you are listening to The Upside for the first time and you came from Sarah Jane's Instagram. Welcome. We are so glad that you are a part of the upside. We thank you so much for listening. And if you're not really sure what we do or why we're here, um, we'll tell you a little bit about the upside. Uh, a few years ago, Callie and I started practicing daily gratitude and the simple act of, of writing down every single day, one thing that we're thankful for or grateful for changed our lives. Like truly, neither one of us are naturally positive people. Our minds generally go more pessimistic than optimistic. But we found our life and our thought process changed because of daily gratitude. And we have been looking for a way to share that with the world. And I tried to talk Callie into doing a podcast forever and she wouldn't do it. And finally, when she came around and was like, all right, I'll do it. I ended up getting fired. <laughs> and the upside of me getting fired is I got to do the podcast with her. And here we are. So this is our upside. And we have this little, what is it? A slogan or a say we have kind of a, a sentence of what the upside is. And you heard it at the beginning of the episode. Hang on. I think I can play it. Living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. There it is. So that's, that's what we're about. And it's funny because the, I think, are we listed under self-help? I think maybe. We had to pick categories. That's on, hard. I, I know. Um, so we're under like relationships. I think we're under comedy. Yeah, we're we got to we gotta figure that out. But we're under self-help. And I feel like a lot of stuff, at least that I've listened to on self-help, is kind of preachy. So what we're doing is we're taking that premise we're combining it with Jeff's radio career and with my Instagram stories. And we're having a show that is based on finding the upside in every situation. So it's not preachy. We're doing the show with you. Um, we're talking about the upside in every situation, even the ones that totally kick our butts. And that's why we're here. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to introduce you on the, uh, on the on the show to one of our brand new team members because we're, we're building this up. Something else you need to know about the upside is the podcast portion of it grew much faster than we expected it to. 
So we were expecting maybe next year to start working with a team and that's not really the way it's gone. So we, which is a good problem to have. Oh like my gosh, we're very been, happy about it. Yeah, It's been amazing. So we had to start thinking about, you know, things like an upside community and, and things, uh, hiring a team way earlier than we thought we were going to have to. So tomorrow we're going to be introducing you to the first person that we've hired for team upside. And her name is T-Bird. And she is, how would you describe her? Um, she is the human form of a rainbow. She, she really is. That's exactly it. She is so happy and so encouraging and so positive and so filled with love and truly shares the mission of making the world a better place. And so we're, we won't say much more now, but tomorrow we're going to introduce you to her because the the big part of the upside, like you you heard the fancy voice woman say a few minutes ago, um, you are now part of the movement. We really do want to create a movement. And in order to do that, we need a community and she's going to be the one managing it. So tomorrow you'll get to meet T-Bird on, on the show. And we think that, um, you know, positivity and kindness and all of these things that we're about, it creates a ripple effect. And yep. we want to create a ripple effect of positivity, of kindness, of hope, of just being human beings to each other. And she's going to be a huge part of that. Um, so I have to tell you something about while you were gone. That sounds so It does sound that, so bad. That sounded so dire. Okay. It did. Okay. That was not and the best way to say wh that. And what's his name? Lily Dollar. The dog, Lily Dollar. It's about our dog. Is she coming over here now? No, she's asleep. Um, the whole time you were gone, she was a vicious guard dog. Good. And I'm really proud of her. I, I did not. I had, a, I had a talk with her before I took off. I said, keep, you know, keep an eye on the house. She's what? Three. She's our rescue dog. We got her in Turks and Caicos. And she is not typically territorial. Like she'll bark, but she was on high alert the whole time that you were gone. She would not sleep in bed with me. She was sitting on the couch, staring at the doors all night. She was barking at odd hours of the night, but I think she was doing that to be protective of me because she knew you weren't home. I'm sure that she was, she outfit it. Isn't it crazy what dogs know and the energy they pick up on? Yeah, she had it. And see the thing with Sadie, Sadie's our beagle and Sadie doesn't care. Sadie, She's about anything. Sadie, Sadie probably didn't know that I was out of town until Thursday and I left Tuesday. Sadie <laughs> probably, that's when she realized, wait a minute, something's weird. Uh, but Lily, she's on it. And I, I, I think dogs are, you know, well, they are pack animals, but I think they know where their order is in the pack. And I bet she feels like she's number two. I think she does. So when I'm gone, she's like, I'm in charge now. I think that's exactly what she was doing. It was really crazy. She was very protective. And until she started about what, what you have to understand about that's scary about Callie is her full-time job uh, has her up long before the sun comes up, which is fine until a dog starts barking into the darkness. And I'm alone because every morning I wake Jeff up when I leave and I make him watch me walk to my car to make sure that I'm in my car safely. And, um, they weren't around. So I was calling people breastfeeding mom friends that I know are up in the middle <laughs> of the night. I was calling my coworkers. I had someone every day you were gone on the phone with me, walking me to my car. And it's what, what would you say? 30 feet 
from the front door to my car? I told you you could have called me because we got the cameras on the house. I would have watched you I in the camera. I did call you one morning. The morning that Lily was so upset, I called oh, you. You, call- you didn't answer. Oh, well, because you, I said, call me every morning <laughs> and you said no. And then, so I, I turned my I ringer off. Know. Yeah. If so not, if not, uh, some random drunk friend will text at 2 a.m. and they get hilarious while I'm in, you know, level 10 sleep. Oh, also, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> How could you forget during the word also? Because <laughs> it's ADD. You know what I was thinking about also about Lily though? Here we go is do you remember that time that she woke us up in the middle of the night barking? Do you remember that? And it's because was it in the apartment? No, here? It was here. Lily was being a pain in our butt one night and she was barking at us and we had been out drinking or something. So we weren't told, I mean, we were tired out we're, of it, whatever. And Lily was being hard, obnoxious. And finally I got up with her and our back door was wide open. So we had let the dogs out, not, closed the door. We came in and she was like, Hey, you guys, this is not safe. Like this is a safety hazard. Wake up. You morons close the door. And she was trying to tell us she knows stuff. She is a smart dog. She is the safety marshal of this family. And I am here for it. She's the safety patrol. Thank you for listening to the upside podcast with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you subscribed. So you never miss an episode of the upside. Does she have what it takes, though? Does Lily have what it takes to be a police dog? Because I know that you have started following police dogs on Instagram. And you know what's amazing is I tagged one of them on my Instagram this weekend, and they reposted me, and now I have like five police dogs following me. (laughs) Are you more excited about being reposted by a police dog or by Sticks from Live PD? Definitely the dog.